and I'm all out of bubble. If you want to be a, a wise guy, you can do it anyway. If you want to be a strong man, you can do it anyway. If you want to be an Indian chief, cowboy, you can do it anyway. You can do it in the moment. Dynamite post show here, Jackie Jones at In Your Head Wrestling Radio. We're going to get right into it. So, people wouldn't want me to do these, so you better turn out, better come in here, leave some comments, and I'll continue to do them if you so desire. So, uh, last uh, Friday was uh, the Rampage uh, show with um, CM Punk. So, you know, you go into this show with a lot of momentum off the CM Punk thing, and it, you know, 1.2 million people are watching it and uh, buzz, you know, around the the whole uh, wrestling world. So, did they live up? Did they they get get all these new viewers? You've got all this momentum. Did they live up to it? I'll let you know. In my opinion, here momentarily. All right. So, I uh, open the show with Matt Hardy versus Orange Cassidy. This was a hot match. Very exciting. Um, these are two guys that definitely uh, benefit um, from the return of the crowd. Uh, Matt doing the uh, delete stuff. Uh, to me, he should be doing this instead of the, the big money stuff. I'm not a fan of the big money gimmick. Uh, his group of guys, it's just a bunch of random people, it seems. Uh, there's no... Uh, I can't remember. I don't even remember who's with them, like Bunny and like who, like the Blade. And I don't know. It's not, I don't enjoy it. But this match, uh, I honestly think I'd have to think about it. Maybe there was something else, but uh, it might, I think it's Matt's best match in AEW. This was very fun. The crowd added a lot to it. Um, I think Matt, you know, he's, he's, he's a hurting guy. So, um, they did like a fun style match. I didn't do a lot, you know, he, they did some dives, uh, but it wasn't like, um, like a really high paced match where Matt had to try to keep up with somebody. Uh, it was more about having fun with the crowd, a lot of interaction. And I think that that benefited, uh, the match 
Uh, Matt did take out the money for the big money thing. Uh, Orange Cassidy picked up 100 put in his pocket um, after he drop kicked Matt. Then Matt pickpocketed him later on and, and took it back, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, the delete stuff was really over. Orange is really over. Orange actually showed a little more, um, a little more, um, not charisma, but he showed a little more fire than usual. You know, he's usually a very calm man. Um, and then um, it was kind of, oh, Orange Cassidy did the Swanton bomb. They didn't call it Swanton because that's probably copywritten, I guess. I don't know. But they called it the, the Senton. Uh, he went for the twist of fate. Uh, he uh, Matt got out of it. He eventually hit it, but he didn't win with it. Um, but I, I thought it was cool because Orange actually incorporated the hands in the pockets to win the match because it was like uh, not a roll up, but it was like a cradle, you know, uh, with the uh, arms around Matt's legs. And it actually made sense because it was almost like in uh, UFC when guys would grab their gi in the old days, uh, the hands in the pocket would make it harder for him, for Matt to kick out, which was, uh, I thought it was pretty funny. So a hot match to start the show. I was like, all right, good stuff. Uh, we had an Alistair uh, with Malachi Black uh, promo talking about Brock. He's going to fight Brock tonight. And he just says, Brock, Brock Anderson, um, just uh, roll out of the ring, take the count out, apologize, and then go in the back with, with, with your dad. And, you know, to do that, he's not going to hurt him. I like this. That was good. Uh, Jericho comes to the ring for a promo. Um, he, you know, talks about he's, he's lost three straight to MJF. All he could think about to beat MJF, beat MJF. So he's, he has to do it. He can't, you know, he can't go on. So challenges him to one last match, putting up his, his in-ring career in AEW. He puts out there, I guess. Um, I think that adds a little bit, uh, to the smart fan will think, well, he's saying it's his last match in AEW, not his last match period. So he could, you know, if he does leave and goes back, goes to back to WWE, he could still wrestle you know, stuff like that. I think he probably thinks about, um, I'm not saying he thinks about going back to WWE wrestling, but I think he thinks about what the audience is going to think. And it, it adds more like, oh, he might actually lose this because if he does, He's not going to say he's not going to retire. He's not going to ever wrestle again, but he won't wrestle again in AEW. Uh, plus, he has um, ongoing now with um, being the commentator, so he'll be a, he'll still be an AEW, but a commentator. So it puts some doubt in your mind that Jericho could lose this, and uh, he could. I think I think if he is a full time commentator, he should stick to that and not wrestle. But at the same time, I don't want to see him never wrestling in. Um, if he's, if he is going to actually retire from in ring though, uh, this is a good way to put MJF over, um, you know, and there's a lot of new guys coming in, coming in and Jericho, uh, for a long time was, you know, the headlining guy of uh, the mainstream guy that, that, um, you know, fans who don't know a lot of the, the newer guys, you know, they would know Jericho, but now you've got punk, you have Daniel Bryan coming in. So he's not necessarily, uh. You know, he's not the only guy that people would know now. But um, I'm a big fan of Jericho, so, but I don't know who's going to win. So I'm looking forward to this. MJF comes out. He has a shirt, MJF3, Jeroblow, zero. I like the shirt. Uh, he's like, this is getting embarrassing. So it's, But it's going on, the pay-per-view. The pay-per-view is pretty loaded uh, show coming up. It's funny because a lot of the stuff on the pay-per-view I'm looking forward to more than the uh, quote-unquote main event. Uh Christian versus Kenny Omega, especially since we already saw it. Although in a weird way, 
I would normally, and I still think it was a mistake to to have the the match on uh, on TV before you have the pay per view match. Definitely uh, wouldn't have never had Kenny Omega lose um, a, a match in one of his titles before uh, before he uh, loses the main title. Especially you know that you got Punk and Daniel Bryan coming, uh, Brian Danielson coming in. Um, it just uh, devalued uh, the eventual loss by Kenny Omega. But in a weird way, it did make me look more forward to the match because they had a hell of a match, uh, Christian's best match to date. So uh, uh, JR even mentioned later on in the program, he's like, you're going to have to have a lot of effort to steal the show with that match. And that was uh, is very true because um, with Punk on the show and Jericho's possible last match, and you have a lot of stuff on there. Um, after all that, it's going to be hard to follow it with uh Kenny Omega and Christian, I think. Um, so then we had a promo at the locker rooms with um with the varsity blondes. And um I actually like these, I think they're talented. Um Pillman's very good. I actually think Griff doesn't get enough uh people really kind of dog him, but I think he's good too. But this uh this gimmick is just the pits. I mean, it's a super cornball. Uh, it's like out of like early nineties, WWE, WWF. It's just so corny. Maybe if they were heels, it would, it would work. Cause like they'd be cornball heels. You like are talking about like, rah, rah, we get the cheerleader, but uh, as baby faces, it's, it's not good. Um, it's too bad. Cause I think they're talented guys, but the varsity blondes name is bad. Um, the, the fact that they're like, uh, high school or college like maybe college uh football players and they have a cheerleader the whole thing is just super corny um so uh young so it's them versus a, it's a um varsity blondes versus lucha bros and this is the semifinals of the um, eliminator tournament uh for the number one contendership versus young bucks and so um, the young bucks come out, they're seated with their, you know, whole entourage watching, watching the match. Um, you know, people always really put over Penta like that. He's uh, the star of the team and, and, and the um, maybe could be a single star. I, I personally think Phoenix is much better. Um, I've seen Penta quite a bit now. And um, I don't know. I think he's kind of off in the match. He uh, misses. He's not nearly as crisp. He botched a couple things. I noticed. Phoenix is much quicker. I think he's much more dynamic and more exciting to watch. Uh, Penta botched like, dude, he did like a monkey flip on one of the guys. And then he was going to like jump into the other guy. And he, he really just messed that up. It was bad. Um, Phoenix is just very fun to watch. And some of the stuff, you know, his doesn't hit all the time either, but just he's so fast and stuff. He's much more fun to watch. Uh, there's a couple times like I could notice Pillman was like standing there waiting for the move on him, which takes me out of the match. Um, part of it's he's only been wrestling three years, I understand, but um, just a lot to me, a lot of stuff off stuff of Penta. But the the match was very fun, and the crowd was into it. Uh, great tope by Phoenix, where, where both the guys were laying on the uh, outside on the. They were laying down, and he did like almost like a senton under both of them, and then um, it was almost like the rocket launcher by Penta was kind of throwing him, more just for looks, not like he really did much. Um, I will say the Lucha Brothers are a lot better at, at um, hiding the leg slaps on like the um, 
the super kicks and a lot of other people are in AEW or just wrestling in general. Uh, fun match, even if it, I just think it was a, a bit sloppy, but it, it was fun match. So this leads uh, for Rampage. It's going to be the Lucha Brothers versus Jurassic Express. Um, and the winner of that will go on to the Young Bucks in a cage at uh, All Out, which uh, whoever wins is going to be uh, probably Lucha Bros. And I think it's actually going to be um, Jurassic Park, but um, Jurassic Express. If it is Lucha Bros, so I think that'll probably be a better match. But they've been building up more uh, for Jurassic Express. Jurassic Express comes out, shake hands, the, the baby faces. Young Bucks push them into uh, into the other team, trying to trying to you know make them make them fight, but they don't fall for it. And the uh, and the heat and the baby faces, uh, you know, take out both the heels, which was good. That was nice. Uh, hello, Patrick Howell here in the chat. Uh, Jamie Hader's out next. And uh, she's fighting a uh, red velvet. Um, I'm gonna put red velvet uh, with the with the um, the the blondes. Just a total cornball gimmick. Um, she comes out saying she's from your mama's kitchen, like she's like a human like cake mix or something. Total corn, just too corny. You, get rid of that. I mean, it's like totally. Like, like I said, early '90s WWE stuff, mid '90s WWE. It's bad. Um, I think she's actually. I, I don't think she's terrible. Some people think she's terrible. I just think she's very green. And a big problem with this, I say this every week, and I'm going to keep saying every week. The crowd loves Britt Baker. No one wants to boo her, but the, the for some unknown reason, they want to fight the crowd. Wrestling is obsessed with fighting the crowd. Uh, they they do it with now Becky Lynch. Want to make her heel, Britt. The crowd loves her, but they want to keep her a heel. Don't do it. If, if, if you have something that's so over, you should be happy because that's what you, that's what you set out to do. You set out to push these people. So they get over. If you have someone that over without even getting behind them as a, as a baby face run with it, because she's the most over woman in the company and one of the most over wrestlers period in the company. Um, so it, to me, it ruins all our segments because they're cheering for her and, and any baby face you try to, um, you know, want to get cheered, they get booed. So it doesn't work. JR said, oh, you know, people love her and, and some people hate her, but that's not the case. Everyone loves her. It's not like a John Cena or, or even John Cena. Most people were booing, but, you know, they've said this about other people in the past, but it doesn't work here because everyone's cheering Burt Baker. So I just go with it. Uh, I'm just to say this hater is a great ass, really nice ass. Uh, and it was funny because on the, the live Tuesday show, someone said, I asked if AEW should uh push more sex appeal, but uh, like I said then and here, uh, they um they have the women in, in stuff, uh, that shows more of their assets than uh, I think WWE does, but you know, I don't get this confused. Because I always hated women's wrestling when it was just about like hot women and they suck. But I'm nothing against hot women or even showing them off and stuff. But uh, but I prefer if they can actually wrestle too. And uh, so hater, you know, you can look and but she's also a good wrestler. Um, I didn't like how they brought her in the other week when she unmasked and it was like you're supposed to know who she was. I never, I don't remember at all. But she's uh, very good. If this would have just been her debut, it would have been good. But the problem again, they're pushing her as a heel. The crowd's booing, vel uh, is booing Red Velvet because they're cheering Britt Baker. 
just just go with it. But a uh, good match. Hater's great. Uh, awesome clothesline. I like the really stiff clothesline. That was good. Uh, Statlander runs in. I'm also a fan of Statlander, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, on our uh, message on our Facebook group, which you guys should join, I White Wrestling on on uh, Facebook, Haterhead Wrestling. Um, Renee Merced brought up about the women. People used to always say the women were so bad in AEW, and uh, and I agree that you can't really say that much anymore because you have you're building a really good uh, group. You have um, not so much Red Velvet. I think I think I would just keep her off TV till she's more seasoned. And also, I would the name's fine, but don't bring up she's from your mama's kitchen and stuff. That's bad. But uh, Jamie Hader, Britt Baker, uh, Statlander. Uh, the the uh the latina girl a lot of you got some good people there you got, making for a good uh women's division uh dark order promo on the back uh evil uno's coming off more heelish and you know some people are wanting to, to split up i assume this is going to lead to a new leader coming in which possibly could be uh bray wyatt at least that's what they'll hint towards um if you don't have a big leader like that maybe just uh end it uh i don't know We'll see. I like it. I would either have the new, you know, if you have Bray Wyatt or somebody like that, it's a new leader. You would do that. Um, just end the group or um, have some of the people leave and just go uh, heal with it with Evil Uno as, as the uh, the lead. I like Evil Uno as a promo guy. Uh, so then we had um, CM Punk comes out with Tony Shivani. Tony Schiavone always looks really happy to be in, in AEW, and uh, so does CM Punk. It's, I mean, he looks like a different guy. He's really happy to be out there. Crowd's going crazy. I'd just say this was not the promo that his uh, Rampage segment was. Pretty much just reiterated the same kind of thing. I'm here to wrestle the young guys. Well, it's fine. There was nothing wrong with it, but it just wasn't. Um, I was expecting a little more, but there was nothing wrong with it. Um there was some good stuff though. He's like, you know, I see Dart like Darby Allen out there. Um, and it makes me wonder, can I still go? Am I still the best? And and we'll find out. So that was cool. And he really got over uh he's doing a good job putting over the other people and putting over put over Darby Allen here. I thought he did a good job putting over Darby Allen being reckless. And that's kind of the character. He's like a, a reckless guy who will destroy himself to to win. And uh, CM Punk just in this quick promo put that over more than a lot of the the commentary does most of the time. But it was good. It was like good. I mean, there's no way Punk's gonna be bad. I don't think on the mic. But like this wasn't the blowaway uh, segment that Rampage was. But that's expecting a lot to to mimic. You know, uh, to do that again because that was like you know uh, a real moment. It was funny too. We uh, oh, and I thought it was cool. He said Darby Allen would be a guy that would have been my favorite wrestler when I was 15. I like that. Uh, the crowd started chanting yes, and and CM Punk was like, "That's some other someone else's shtick. You might have to be a little uh, a little more patient." I like that. Put over his wife, AJ Lee, April. So I, I don't know. Maybe she's coming in. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. I know. I guess she's hurt, so can't wrestle. But people really like her. I like. I always liked her, and uh, it would be cool to see her like you know ringside with Punk. Uh, Miro promos too. Speaking about wives, he put over his wife too, which I I'm I'm assuming she's coming in because this has been uh, twice now he's brought her up. I love. I've always been a big fan of Rusev, and uh, you know he came in AEW. I didn't know what the hell they were doing. It started to grow on me, but now that he's um, by himself and he's God's favorite champion, the Redeemer, fantastic. I love this character. 
Uh, this is good stuff. Great promo. Uh, over God. And he uh, says, I'm the Redeemer. Talks about his wife. It was good. Uh, Darby Allen with uh, Eddie and Moxley versus the Wingmen. I mean, uh, the Wingmen's a it's a jobber group. Uh, they don't they don't mix at all. I'll say uh, Drake, uh, the new gear, huge plus because he looked horrible when he wrestled. And he's actually a good wrestler, but he looks like shit. But uh, he's got kind of the big boss man kind of gear, or maybe like uh, 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 chickens, you know. Uh, but no, he, that looks uh, it's an improvement. The group, they you see the three guys together. There's nothing that connects these guys. You got one guy who's like grinding uh his hips like he's he's sexy he's the hollywood hunk and then you've got like this giant italian guy then you've got like i I don't know what the other guy's supposed to be the big boss man i don't understand the group um this could have been just a huge failure but the crowd was actually really into it so it saved it it was it was a fun i would normally say it's way too long this should just be a squash but the fact that the crowd was into it made a fine you know uh, Peter Avalon outside some weak stomps. I mean, I don't know who was doing the weak stomps. Might have been uh, Kingston. I don't know. Uh, I like the I like Nemeth. I I like I think he's got potential. Um, they really position him as just a job guy, but but he's fun. Um, he was pissed, started beating the chair. Then they just then Eddie and Moxley just beat the shit out of him. That was pretty funny. Um, yeah, it was good. It was fine. It was it was actually good. It was better than I expected it to be. Um, it just you know you knew he was gonna win. It should have been just a job match, but like I said, the crowd was into it, so it made it uh better. The Bazzoni guy should not be on TV. He's another guy I think actually potential to be something, but he is so green, like super super green. Like he could even tell he's like stand there flinching when he's about to get chopped. Like it, he just shouldn't be on TV yet. Uh, Daniel Garcia uh, running after the match. I actually like this guy and the and the team he's with 2.0. But you gotta, I know they are building him up right now. But it's like you, they just expect you to know who these people are, and I, I don't know who they are at all. It's weird that it, like he's just this guy, and all of a sudden he's like really fighting with main dudes. But I think he's good. So um, it's, it was just strange. Um, so they're gonna have the women's um, casino battle royal at the. Um, all out made me think there might be a um maybe a mystery woman coming in because a lot of times they have you know the um what do they call it the ace in the hole they don't call it ace in the hole but they there's like the they always have one person comes in at the end i i'm just guessing it's surprise maybe it won't be i have no idea um bunny was asking ty conte to join whatever it is matt hardy's group and i just thought who cares this is just the, that was just the worthless part worthless uh promo um, update on FTR. I thought they said like they they don't know when he's coming back, but then then a few minutes later they said FTR is wrestling next week. So I didn't quite understand this. Um, Kenny Omega promo Don Callis in an amazing pink suit with like rose colored glasses and shoes. Big fan of uh, Don Callis. Don starts ripping off his clothes with Christian. When Christian Cage comes out, they get into a promo. Almost, I will say it's almost normally he really puts over Kenny, but I almost felt that Don Callis was kind of overshadowing Kenny Omega in this uh, segment. 
Uh, it was almost like I want to see I want to see Christian versus uh, Don Callis. Uh, so he had a good line too. He said, uh, "When you're in there with uh, Kenny, it's just going to be like it's always been. You're going to be second best." And I, I like that. That was good. Uh, Frankie's Kazarian runs in and makes a save. This gimmick is just a dud. Just to end this elite hunter stuff. It's not working. Uh, I don't think anyone in the world cares. I mean, Frankie Kazarian's a good wrestler, but like his promos are bad. He doesn't. He's the like just really lacking charisma. He's just this guy. And there's this gimmick that he's he's the elite hunter. I mean. Who thinks like Kazarian's gonna be, beat all of, you know Kenny Omega and stuff? It's just not working. Uh, Moxley promo. Um, it was to put over. I didn't even know what's happening. It was something he was like the boogeyman from all Japan, and I have no, I have no idea what this meant. Uh, I don't even know why he's wrestling a guy from Japan. He's no longer. He doesn't have the 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 New Japan title anymore. He lost it. So I, I didn't understand. They didn't explain this at all. He just like is, you know, I guess I'm sure people out there know who follow everything on the internet. Uh, I have no idea what this meant. And then he's like Kojima. Uh, so Tachi or I have no idea. No, no earthly idea who this person is. Um, you got to show a video package or a picture of this guy. No, no clue who he is. Couldn't care less. Cause I have no idea who he is. So to me, that was just a, that was just a shit segment because I love Boxy, but I had no idea what any of this meant. Um, the Gun Club, which is um, Billy Gunn and his kids, um, they they pushed these guys like one week, and then I haven't seen them in like three or four months. Um, I love AEW, but you know if you're gonna push somebody, you got to keep them on TV a little bit. Not even maybe not even every week, but like at least talk about them a little bit. So, uh, so anyways, the gun show versus the, um, the, what do they call them? The, the factory it was a solo Komodo or I think it's Komodo, whatever the name is QT Marshall. And this was building the big show versus QT Marshall and fucking who gives a fuck about that. Um, I don't even know who won. I actually went and started booting up this, the, the laptop here to do the show. I think, I think the gun show won, which is very strange. If you're having QT Marshall versus big show, like. I'm not a big show fan. I haven't cared about him for probably 20 years. So him wrestling is not interesting to me, but I realize he's a big name. And he's a giant. So if you're going to have him wrestle, you get, I mean, you got to put him there against someone people care about and nothing again. I actually like QT, but he's not like a top guy and he's not ever going to be. So put in big show versus QT Marshall. It's just a waste of, of, of anything, to be honest, especially on pay-per-view. Uh, Dan Lambert. Uh, I mean, this guy, Dan Lambert's very funny, but it's, it's odd because like, he's, you know, he's calling all the guys little and like soft. And I mean, I guess like you can always say that he, in the heels mind and stuff's right. What he's saying is right. And stuff like that. But it's almost like you're actually having the heel out there, you know, tearing apart your, your company. It's kind of odd. I don't know. But uh, his his group, uh, the role models, is going to be Ethan uh, Page and Scorpio Sky. Um, you know, they've been trying to do something with this team for a while, and, and it's never really caught on. Uh, and so I guess maybe Dan Lambert will be their manager. I don't know. We'll see what happens. So then they just uh, then they said FTR is going to wrestle next week, which I thought earlier in, in the update, he said that they 
the update was they didn't know if they were coming back sooner or later or if at all. And then they're just like, well, now they're wrestling next week. I, I didn't understand. Um, Rampage Friday is uh, Ty Conte versus the Bunny. Um, Jurassic Express versus um, the Lucha Bros. This is the finals of the, um, the, the tournament, the Eliminator tournament. This will be good. And I think it was Kenny and the uh, the the uh, the D and D guy. I think it was they're going to wrestle Kaz and and Christian. Uh, you would think Kenny Omega would have a better partner, but I guess that's someone just to get take the pin. Oh, uh, Arn Arn Anderson promo backstage. This was good. Um, Brock says you. I mean Arn says you know Brock's had six matches. Black's had nineteen years. Um, just a really good promo. He's like, you know, I told him it's a mistake, but I'm standing behind my son. You know, I would die for my son. My son would die for me. I like, I like this putting over the Anderson family. And, uh, he said too, he's like, not all, not every dog has his day and good does not always triumph over evil. This was a good classic Arn Anderson promo. Uh, Malachi black versus uh, Brock Anderson. Uh, Black's kicks look great. One of the best uh, strikers, I guess, in wrestling. His stuff, his kicks look like they're really connecting, which I don't think they are, but they, they look good. Um, RT's thrown in the towel, but he doesn't do it. Uh, Brock was bleeding. Oh, earlier, too, Matt was bleeding really good in the uh, opening match. Um, Brock was bleeding, and uh, Black just whooped his ass. Uh, Brock had a little bit of a comeback just to show, you know, he's, he, he was at least trying. This was, this was done well because it wasn't real long. It was a squash, but they didn't, you know, totally bury Brock. Not that he's going to be pushed, like, really at the moment, but they put him over. It kind of reminded me back in, when Dustin had a short run in um, WWF, um, and he went 10 minutes with DiBiase, but he you know he was more seasoned than so he went 10 minutes. But it just kind of put over. He's, he is an Anderson. He's not going to quit, but he's also only had six matches, so he has no chance versus Black. Really doing a good job uh, building up Black. I assume this, you know, leads to eventually uh, Cody comes back because he can't do black versus Arn. Um, Brock, uh, so after he just beat him, beats Brock, and then um, he's in there with Anderson. I was like, man, no one's going to come save poor old Arn Anderson. Like, you would think that the, the place would empty to save Arn Anderson. Legend. Um, he goes to kick him. Arn blocked the kick, which was a little odd to me because, like, um, you think you wouldn't have anyone block the kick, especially like an old retired guy, but he blocked the first kick. Then he just, then black kicked Arn in the nuts and then kicked him in the head. And so I was just like, again, I was like, man, no one's going to save this guy. Then uh, Lee Johnson runs in to end the show. And I'm just like, who gives a fuck about Lee Johnson? But um, that would have been fine if it was the middle of the show, but I think that's a weird run in for the end of the show, Lee Johnson. So I'll be honest, like, um, I think the, the crowds in AEW, I like AEW. So I wouldn't say this is a bad show or anything, but definitely not a good follow-up, I don't think, to uh, the, the Rampage uh, when you had all the momentum with um, with Punk's debut. Um, Malachi Black being Brock was the right thing, but then, like, you know, lead, leading to Lee Johnson match, I mean, who cares? uh most of the stuff wasn't that it was like fine uh the six man with darby allen was fun really like that was probably better than it should have been on paper jamie hater looked good but the brit baker's like just go with there is baby face come on already it's ridiculous 
Um, really, the best thing was the was the opening match, uh, Matt Hardy versus uh, Orange Cassidy. And Excalibur said, "Like it's all up here from uphill from here," but I don't think it was. I think it, that was uh, the best thing. So, I enjoyed the show. Don't get me wrong, but um, uh, I think it, what was not uh, the home run show you really wanted after the um, the CM Punk uh, debut, and uh, and seeing CM Punk's promo. I mean, just seeing him is cool, but uh, it it wasn't as good as uh, as the first night. So here we go. Uh, yeah, Stephen Baller says, Cash Wheeler posted a graphic image of an injury on Twitter. He wonders if it's the end of his career. But then they announced that next week FTR was wrestling. So it was very bizarre. Like they're saying, like, he doesn't even know if he's ever coming back. And then later on in the same show, they say FTR is wrestling next week. So <laughs> I didn't understand that. But anyway um that's the uh jackie jones dynamite review uh leave a comment uh thanks guys for being the champ stephen butler tyler stevens patrick howe mo fried chicken i like that name well it's a big show yeah uh thanks for joining here we're gonna i'm gonna try to do this every uh, wednesday right after dynamite it'll probably be five or ten minutes after dynamite ends you know i gotta boot up the, the system and everything um if you like it leave a comment uh, give me a thumbs up, uh, subscribe, hit the little bell icon. So you get all the notifications. We're live on Tuesdays. That's the in your head show me and, and uh, inch man. And we take a lot of zoom calls. We might have some guests coming up. That's the main show. And then this one is more just, uh, it, just me reviewing dynamite right after dynamite is over. So there you go. All right. I'm going to be heading out, go and join the Facebook group, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram. And subscribe and hit the bell icon and share these. Post them on your Facebook, on your Twitter, on your grinder, whatever you're into. Share the show, spread the head, tell everyone, listen in your head. Because you had to find it somewhere and help someone else find it. All right, I'm out of here. Thanks, guys. We will talk. Hey, listen, this is Paul Roma, and you're listening to In Your Head.